Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Thank you. Thank you, Johnny. Yes, we are back with the afternoon edition now here on 610 KDL Radio. Oh, Brad. Uh, so we got, yes. You missed it this morning. Oh, don't yeah, tell me. Yeah, you we had, missed it. We had donuts. We had uh, coffee. We had, uh, what, what? Say what, meatballs what is, and wings. Meatballs and wings? Along with donuts and, or, I'm sorry, cupcakes and coffee. Yeah, see, the stations have been doing okay. And uh, is, cor- is corporate still in the house? Are they still around? Oh, I, I'm not sure. I'm sure they're going to be here for the day. But uh, I did get oh. a chance to meet Michael Wright this morning, first time. Uh, well, so you that, did good. Yeah, good. that was awesome. Was, um, we had was Peter chat. with them? Uh, Peter was here. I didn't get a chance to see him, but uh, they were both here. But we're talking meatballs versus wings, and we're talking annual Valentine's cupcake walk, courtesy of Super One. Now, when I say courtesy of, you know, you've got they're not just handing these out; they're giving them out to the uh, media and the press. So that was kind of cool. So we had a nice, nice spread today. But four days only, Super One, starting today, February eighth, up in t- uh, through Sunday. Of course, Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, they've got a variety of meatballs. Uh, we had some here: the cheeseburger meatballs, the Italian meatballs, some of the uh, wings that they had. Ooh. Oh yeah, so Super One's the place to go did, for. Did it taste? Now you you're the deciding yeah. factor here. Did it taste like Italian meatballs? It was real good, Brad. They were awesome. Good. I ate a ton good. of them. And you kidding me? <laughs> and uh, they were good. And then uh, next Wednesday, let me check this. Next Wednesday is Valentine's Day, so Friday yes. the ninth from eleven to six, uh, they're going to have the. Uh, Things going on up at Super One, the Super One Bakery annual Valentine's Cupcake Walk, gourmet cupcakes. Uh, so this is going to be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday going on at Nice Super One. Well, as long as as long as you brought it up, w- what's your go-to food for Super Bowl? I don't know if I have a real go-to one. You know, snacks, chips. You know, yeah. Nachos, I guess, just all the above. It doesn't matter. I, I'm really kind of. Doesn't. Kath and I have made it uh, kind of an annual thing that we do a couple of things. We we always have a pizza, and we right now we have a couple of Sammy's pizza in the in the uh, freezer. Oh, good. So one of them will be one of them will be put together. Yeah. And then and then we do some wings, and, and then the rest of the time it's just snacks. Whatever you're, you know. Good. So, are you uh, are you making any uh, any predictions yet on Sunday? What uh, who's going to win the? I one? heard. I don't know if it's if it's true or not that there is going to be a line in Las Vegas, or that there should be a line, a betting line in Las Vegas, whether or not Travis Kelsey will propose to Taylor Swift. I read that. I read that this morning. At, at the, at the, <laughs> oh, wait a second. getting a little crazy. He doesn't do it, it before the game. He doesn't do it at half, halftime. This would have to take place at the end. It would have to. If 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 uh, Kansas City wins the Super Bowl, the line is, that I read anyway, the line is that Kelsey will then pop the question to her after the game. Oh, but wow. do you really? I mean, that's kind of cheesy, don't you think? Isn't Brad. that something you want to do in private? You don't want to do it in front of oh, hundred million people. Oh, on why TV? not? They're both superstars, and why not? And social media has exposed everyone to everybody. Uh, why not well, do it on TV true. during the Super Bowl, yeah. the biggest stage? But uh, we'll see. Uh, as far as a winner. I don't know that I want either team to win or lose. Uh, San Francisco has been a foe of my team, the Minnesota Vikings, 
forever. Yeah, Kansas yes. City beat Minnesota in Super Bowl four in their first Super Bowl. They made me they cry. Won, right, I've been crying yeah. ever since. Yeah, so I don't have a I, favorite. I, I think Kansas City wins the game. However, you 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 remember Hank Stram, right? Walking of course. Down the sidelines, going keep yeah. retrickling the ball down the field, boys. Oh. Just keep retrickling the ball down the field. Yes, I remember. <laughs> okay, so I got KC winning. I'm not going to give you a score, but. Uh, yeah, I'd have to say uh, I'd have to say that too. I I just keep thinking that at some point, this Prudy is that his name, Prudy, uh, the quarterback for San Francisco. Yeah, the last choice in the NFL draft, Mister Irrelevant, Mister Irrelevant. Yeah, <laughs> that he's just going to explode. His head's just going to explode. The the pressure will get to him or something. And yeah, well, okay, uh, yeah, Brock Purdy. Um, well, again, who's he up against? He's up against the two-time champ. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes. I, I don't know, Brad. Um, I, you got for me. And again, I don't have a favorite in this. I don't really care who wins or loses, to be honest with you. But I think Casey wins the game. Well, I want to see Casey win because I want to see if Kelsey will really do it. If he'll drop down <laughs> to a knee and. <laughs> Well, you know, ring on I, I got to be honest with you. I think a lot of this is a big turnoff to many fans. I might be included in that. But you said something a couple of weeks ago about this. You said this is a true love story. And it is. who doesn't like a good love story? And how can he not like these two? I know that, you know, uh, Taylor Swift might uh, not appeal to too many people. She's, you know, a pop star, but still. Well, the piece I read, Kenny, was supposedly from one of her close friends. And and her close friend supposedly told this reporter, and they wanted to. She didn't want to go on record, but she said, "Look, you you have to understand, this is the first time that Taylor has really had a male man uh, pay attention to her. She's been uh, gone after by these singing types, these musical types, and and it's always been you know the kind of uh, you know lightweight guys. But this is the first time she's really had a man open doors for her and hold her hand and oh. protect her in public and and uh, she said this is a big deal to her well good i'm happy for him um we do have a caller <laughs> on the phone jeff from superior wants to get in on this conversation okay jeff uh, are you turned off by the taylor swift uh, uh connection or or is it okay well, it was my idea to name a snowplow in Minnesota after Taylor Snowdrifter. I think they chose Taylor Drift. That's about my, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, it doesn't matter to me either way. But I wanted to comment today on the national anthem. I think yes. that, that we've had some historic uh, national anthems at the Super Bowl. And there's a moment when we Americans share uh, some feelings about how we love our country and feel blessed by our, you know, blessings and yes. our forefathers and i wanted to share that i had a professor in college and he said you know when you remove the externals you might be removing the internal and it makes me think of my mother you know had a picture of my her dad my grandpa even after sure. he passed it was in it was in the foyer it was in our house and you know we can't be taking down statues of thomas jefferson and people who made this country great uh and sacrificed and and put their heart into it and he wasn't the only one but there were many and we just need to add to the story um instead of taking something away 
So what I feel is like I'm looking forward to the national anthem being played, and I'm looking for a few tears. I want some Americans to feel it. That oh yeah, they usually they usually don't they kind of go to one of the foreign locations where troops are watching the Super Bowl and. As that person is singing the national anthem, they kind of go there, and of course, all these guys are standing straight, you know. Yeah, and it does, yeah, it does get you a little teary. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's all I want to say. So God bless. All you right. And have a great day. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. You know, but that brings up another issue, Kenny. I have been reading, and I don't know. I hope this is not true, but I've been told that before they actually go to the actual television camera footage of the pregame, the national anthem and all that, they're going to have the black national anthem sung? Yeah, I guess I did you hear know, that. What is that exactly? What is? Well, I, I don't know. It's, it's Some, uh, some yeah. ethnic groups have decided that this is their idea of what the national anthem well why the is. black and one I, I, i'm 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 kind of curious well, why not the why not the native american i think there might be yeah. some uh, indigenous land that this football uh, stadium is built on i might I be wrong so. but yeah you I, might I, i'm i'm confused yeah. and, and why do we have to have all these different national anthems aren't we supposed to aren't we one well, that, nation? that's that's kind of an oxymoron to have more than one national anthem you can't yeah. i don't know i i it is what it is, but uh, I don't get it. And, and why stop there? Why not just, I mean, what other, I mean, there's, is there a Caucasian the way, national anthem? I'm curious. <laughs> but again, know. is there an American Indian one? I'm not that I'm is aware there, of, but there is there, there, there an, be. Is there, is there an American Mexican one? How about an American Irish one? Oh, there is. No, people be. are probably there? screaming at their uh, radios and, and what have you. <laughs> But I'm I'm just curious. I mean, why why are we doing this, and why are we excluding other groups? I, I don't I don't like it. I, I I really, well, I don't like it for a couple of reasons. First of all, when I was in my war back in Vietnam, when we went over there, I I fought with guys that were black, were brown. Uh, I I ha- actually had an Albanian in my unit, uh, Bill Elbert, that couldn't hardly speak a word of English. But he came to America because he wanted to be an American citizen. And at that time, if you joined the military and ended up in a war zone, they granted you citizenship. And Bill Elbert loved this country more than a lot of people that I've seen today. And he was an immigrant. Well, But he, uh, he would never have uh, believed in standing up for the Albanian national anthem. Yeah. No. And I will say this, Brad, and... Uh... United we stand, divided we fall. Exactly. There you I go. I think there's a song there somewhere. You, I think you said it all. I think you said it all. Yep. Well, l- l- I got one more sports thing before we go on here. What in the world was with the wild game last night? I mean, they won. That was hard to that watch. That was good. Yeah. I fell asleep, actually. Well, <laughs> well I, I had to turn it off because, first of all, I was told it was going to come on at 8. Then I was. Then I checked. Eight thirty. I went to Bally. I went to Bally Sports. Oh yeah. On my, yeah. And it wasn't there. TNT carried the game. TNT had yeah. it. Yep. And it. They said, "Well, it'll be on at eight thirty. It didn't come on until nine. Well, about eight forty-five ish. Yeah. 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 That's. I mean that. That's that's. 
Are they trying to chase fans away, or what? what is the deal there? With well, I think the big issue when it comes to fans is people that are at the arena. I mean, there's people at the XL Energy Center, or I'm sorry, yeah. at the Chicago Arena in this case, and, you yeah. know, they're there. They're told the game starts at 8.30, and then they're sitting for an extra half hour waiting for the game. Yeah. I don't know why they need 15 minutes after the end of the previous game they carried. 15 minutes? Yeah, I don't minutes? understand that either. Yeah, come wow. on. Get get right into it yeah so no it was a, I, i'm glad they i'm glad they had a, a chance and and won and I, I understand we've got a couple of newer players coming into the mix uh we uh we picked up a defensive and a young guy he's only 24 i guess uh picked him up off of the uh winnipeg roster well i haven't defenseman. i haven't read anything uh today's news on that but uh Okay. Uh, I, I just wanted to take a look at the box score because if I recall last night, uh, the uh, – oh, let's see here. Where is it? Okay, we'll just go right here. First, the, uh, first goal for the Wild was scored by Latria, Latrell or – Latari. Literal or – Latari. Yeah. Uh, three stars of the game. Um, did they change – oh, where did it – okay, see. Uh, no, I got messed up here. My goodness. Boy, this thing okay. is really something. Um, oh, God. Uh, I've, anyway, I've lost my way uh, here on this website. <laughs> I just have. I'm sorry. Okay, anyway, here it is. Here Latrell or whatever is Latari. He scored Latari. the first goal. He got oh, his first Luchini. goal of the Luchini year. Oh, was, yeah, right. Yeah. Yes, his first of the year. I think his second as a pro. Uh, three stars of the game. Uh, Lou Nanny's grandson, Vinny Latari. Yeah, he got two assists. And then the Felino brothers, Nick the second star and our guy Marcus <laughs> Felino were the stars. So stars of the game: Laterry, Felino, and Felino. And Felino sounds yep. like a law firm. <laughs> but uh, that was a hard game to watch. It was this both the teams actually. It's like they had their skates in the did, mud. Did you see? Did you see the first goal that the Wild scored? Yes, I the did. Refs were, the refs weren't going to call it a goal. In yeah. fact, they waved it off. Yeah, and I said, I said to Catherine, that, that was a goal. Yeah, he, well, they sounded the horn that. because Toronto saw that it was a goal, so they stopped play and then announced that it was in fact a goal. That was kind of cool, but again, it was hard to watch. And I know they're Wilder coming off a long break. The Wild play yeah. again on uh, WDSM seven ten a.m. The game next game is Friday. They're going to host tomorrow. Pittsburgh tomorrow. Okay. They're going to host Pittsburgh at seven o'clock. When you say host them, they're going to be at the XL. Yes, so in St. In, Paul. In St. Paul. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Well, let's let's move along here. First, I want to continue this conversation because there does seem to be a lot of interest in it about this uh, Supreme Court hearing today. Uh, first of all, a lot of people may not be understanding what is Section Three of the Constitution, the Fourteenth Amendment. What does it say? Uh, briefly, here's what it says. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elect or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who have previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such a disability. Nice and simple, right? 
Well, not really. Uh, I mean, it, it very, it very clearly is was set up originally to address officers and people that may have switched sides during the Civil War, and they wanted to make sure that those people couldn't come back and get into power with the new government. Trump's lawyers said in their testimony today that this part of the Constitution wasn't meant to apply to the president. Notice how it specifically mentions electors, senators, and representatives, but not the presidency. It also says those who take an oath to support the United States, but the presidential oath doesn't use that word. Instead, the Constitution requires presidents to say they will preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution. And finally, Section 3 talks about any other officer of the United States, but Trump's lawyers argue that the language is meant to apply to presidential appointees, not the president. So, but but over and above that, I, I think the, the key here is that... Uh, the Supreme Court is going to have to make a decision. Do you, do you have a chance of getting involved in changing the whole electoral process that's going on in this country right now? Anyway, we got to take our first break. We're getting behind here. Uh, we'll come back shortly after this on Sound Off 610 KDAL. KDAL time is 1229. And Brad, on the phone, we do have Jerry from London Road Rental. Well, Jerry, where are you calling from? Because I don't think you're even back in the country yet, are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm back in the country. We are at Skyline Social right now doing Blackwoods Blizzard Tour. Since there's no snow, we're doing it in a bus. Is everyone having fun? So we're having All right. So, yeah, so... Um, and we're doing this to raise money for ALS, do it every year. One of the things that my company has chosen is one of the, we donate to this. Um, so my thing to the listeners today, you can go on Facebook, you can go on um, blackwoodsblizzardtour.com, um, neversurrender.org. There's quite a few websites that go to this and donate to help with the fight for ALS. It's one of those things that for years, this is my ninth year of riding it, and our company's been sponsoring it long. I'm sure it's been 15 years I've been involved in it. This year is the 25th anniversary ride. Our goal is to raise $2 million this year. We haven't quite made it. This lack of snow is kind of hurting fundraising a little bit. Yeah, so I'll bet. Any help anybody can get to us. But, but the event's still got to go on. So instead of riding a snowmobile, the Colquist family was – more than generous step up let us come up here and have fun for a while before we head off to our next spot up on lake vermilion at the casino and then tomorrow we're going to go curling and then we're going to grand rapids because the event has to go on als doesn't stop because there's no snow so so you're just so you're just motoring to these different locations and getting involved in other things that's good that's good yeah so like i said we've talked about you, know, you really can't cancel it we still got to raise the money we still have to have the event so that next year we'll do it again. Next year, hopefully, we'll have snow so we can ride the snowmobiles. But, yeah, so, so it's the I, I have to. Uh, I have to ask you, Jerry, uh, you, you were where now? Were you in the Virgin Islands? I was in the Virgin Islands on St. Croix, the quiet island, last week, taking my winter vacation. Yes, sir. Okay. So, you, caught some, uh, you caught some rather uh, very large, very nice-looking fish. Yes, um, I love fishing. It's one of those pastimes that I have. And we decided to rent a charter and go fishing. And we caught barracuda, we caught wahoo, we caught kingfish, 
Then we caught Whoa. all kinds of small, interesting fish. We went inland for a while because we were out on the ocean, and we caught so much fish when you're there, you can only eat so much. So we filled our wow. what we thought we needed, and then we said to the captain, what else can we go do to fish because we can't eat all this fish? So let's go somewhere else and try something else. So it was a great, fun thing to do. You know, again, 22 years now, February 2nd, 22 years I've been in business. And again, I thank all the customers and all your listeners for the support of that. And this week, the big thing is, like I said, we just really love it. It's a few people in the listening audience would go on and donate what you can for the ALS Blizzard Tour. Um, never Absolutely. forget the local group that does this is fantastic. Um, okay, Jerry, Jerry, yeah. tell us once again how to do that. How can we donate money? What, where do we go? Well, the simple thing, most everybody's on Facebook. And if you put in the Blackwoods Blizzard Tour on Facebook, it'll come up. There's a silent option. Okay. You can bid on things. There's spots you can just donate. And there's quite a few different websites. Uh, NeverSurrender.org is one of them. BlackwoodsBlizzardTour.com is another one. Those all bring it, bring it to where you can. And I'm not pushing this for me. You don't need to donate in my name. You can donate okay. anonymously. You can donate to anybody you know that's riding it. It's one of those things. Is nothing personal here. This is a, not a selfish thing. This is to help help find a cure. And we also do a lot to help the people that have ALS by getting them what they is need. That, uh, is that is that is that lightweight Mike Rasmussen still involved in uh, riding? Is he, is, does he Mike, still help ride? Huh? That's one thing about salesmen. Salesmen really don't do anything. Uh, Mike doesn't ride no. in it. He rides in a truck with Josh Wittes, another business owner. Yeah, that has there you go. They just yeah, ride around. He drinks coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, but I will say they do raise their share of the money. They do. You know, we have a goal you have to raise in order to participate in that. And Mike does do that. He does sell calendars and we have this little game going where we steal each other's sales and stuff like that. But it all goes to, it all goes to a good cause. So and yes, it does. Say it's today, generous. If you're going to go bowling or have pizza or what, this this duck pin bowling we're playing right now is the most frustrating bowling you've ever done in the whole world. And it's fun, yet it's frustrating. It's and it's neat. I was just here with with Darden Hire and uh, you know, the twin oh. players are up here. It just it's a good time that we do. So yep. sounds like you're having way too much fun, Jerry. I think you need to get back to London Road Rental and work, work, and, work. And by the way, I was going to throw London Road Rental is what the business that I own, and because because I successful business owner, I'm able to support these and do things like this to help yes. out find the cure for ALS and to help the people with it. But today, I do believe we do have a 50 percent off snow removal equipment sale going on today <laughs> good call good call if you want a snowboard all today, right okay all right <laughs> jerry okay, give the jerry give the phone number of your uh, london road rental location please the phone number is 218-728-2940 we're on the internet at london road rental down at 1710 london road Fantastic. Thank you, my friend. Thank Thank you very much. Donate to the Blizzard Tour. Uh, We'll be right back after CBS News. KDAL time, 1239, 37 in Canal Park. My goodness, the sun is shining. I can see the sun outside the window of the KDAL studio and looking out on the big lake. Uh, What are the winds doing? The winds are out of the northeast at about eight miles an hour. But uh, right now, uh, not too bad outside. My goodness, 44 in Superior. Jeez, this is insane. But uh, that's that, what we have to deal with this time of the year when we have extremely mild conditions. Exactly. 
very mild conditions. And yeah. and it's it appears like we're going to have that for the rest of the winter. Who knows? I know, I, I know. It really is something, isn't it? Well, listen, um, so, so the Supreme Court is going to make this decision. I just want everybody in our audience to remember that uh, all seven of the justices of the of the Colorado Supreme Court were appointed by Democrats, all of them. So they're all kind of left-leaning Democratic appointments, and even they split on whether this should happen, whether Trump should be taken off the ballot in Colorado on a split four-three vote decision. So don't be surprised if the United States Supreme Court comes out and says, "Nah, this can't happen. We're not, you know, we're we're not going to rule on on this. Uh, the people should decide who they're going to vote for, and we'll decide uh, at that point." So, anyway, if anybody else has any questions or wants to make a comment on what happened at the Supreme Court this morning. Uh, please just give us a shout or send us. Uh, but I'll tell you again, the three options that they keep talking about or that could happen. First of all, the court could uphold Colorado's ruling. They could require that would require wins for the plaintiff on the whole array of Trump's defense. So, in other words, they might just do that. And then who knows what would happen? The second is that the court could rule that Trump cannot be disqualified under Section 3, period. That would result would uh, be the end of the case against him countrywide. He would be on the ballot. The third possible unnerves a lot of legal experts. The court could effectively punt and not make a decision on whether Trump is qualified to serve as president. That could kick the question down the road to January 6th, 2025, if he wins the election. And Congress then would have to decide... Are we going to certify his victory or not? That would be very nerving. Uh, anyway, we've got Tom from Port Wing on the line, and I'm sure he has some uh, say on this as well. Tom, uh, what did you listen to any of the testimony this morning? I most certainly did. And, you know, I have read Amendment 14 and Section 3 multiple times, and you get down to the bottom of Section 3, and it says, but Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such disability. And I right. think that you don't have to be a lawyer. I mean, that, to me, that's pretty straightforward. This really had no place going to the Supreme Court. It really was up to Congress to make this decision. And, Mar you know, it, it, it may very well end up back there because we have to understand we can thank the Democrats for weaponizing the court system. They have done right. uh, absolutely yeoman's job of dragging us through the court system. And, you know, should Trump get elected? You'll read that again, but Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each House, remove such disability. They may negate uh, and this, this uh, Supreme Court ruling and say, no, no, no. Actually, that was wrong. It's up to us now. And if they have a majority in the House and the Senate, let me tell you, they're going to revisit this. They will never stop, Brad. Okay? Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I've discussed with you before, uh, at what point will they stop? And it has to do with uh, uh, somebody assuming room temperature. But, exactly. You know, exactly. It, it, it really is scary. You know, uh, you look at what happened just 
yesterday in Pakistan. Uh, you know that Imran Khan is in jail now. He was he's running. You know, but they threw him in jail, murdered how many people? And don't you know people have to understand this kind of stuff? What the Democrats are doing could actually cause an insurrection. And I, and yeah. I, and I want to say, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. Insurrection business. For uh, just just as a footnote, Ashley Babbitt's husband is suing the federal government for thirty million dollars because there's right. evidence coming out that uh, about the shooting of his wife, uh, you know, and how this transpired. It was very very suspicious, you know. And here, Brad, hear me out on this. We just had the FBI director come and say, listen, China is doing things to hack our electrical system, our water system, our hospitals, all of these things. And what is, what are, what is our, our FBI doing, Brad? <clears throat> How many man hours do they have into prosecuting and persecuting the January 6th people, and I'm not defending what some of these people did, but holy cow, there were elderly women and old men who, you know, were, yeah. were just there. And how many, how many man hours do you think we wasted when they should have uh, been looking at the Chinese? Thousands, know? thousands of hours. Yeah. So you, you go, well, what, what is happening? No, I, I think the, the Democrats, if they uh, lose the presidency but have the both houses, they will bring this back up because, it, to me, it's, it's quite clear. It is Congress that is actually the one that are supposed to— uh, but, here's, you know, but here's my question. Here's my question to you, Tom. If, it, if the Supreme Court says, okay, you know, we shouldn't even be, ta- we shouldn't even be siding on this, we're going to send it back to the, uh, uh, to, the, to the Congress and to Senate— they're not going to be able to get a two-thirds majority of either one of those houses, are they? Oh, absolutely not. This, again, I'm sure they realize would be chaos again. But isn't this the Democrat plan of judicial chaos, uh, recognizing the judicial process? Again, they have nothing to lose, Brad. They are literally throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. And yeah. you know what? They got a little bit of a stick with the $83 million, and they're probably going to get a little bit of a stick with the Democrats in New York, because I have a feeling that was not going to go Trump's way. Georgia may fizzle out only because there's uh, too many mitigating uh, circumstances with the prosecutor. But they're doing everything in the courts that you could conceivably do without actually lighting a bomb like they yeah. did in Pakistan yesterday. But they're going right up to the edge. And they're hoping it's, that uh, the opposition is going to light up um, literally. Absolutely. And have literally a bomb. Insurrection. Tom, thank you so I, much, as always. Uh, we've got another caller. We've got another caller that we want to make sure we can get on here real quick before we go to Minnesota News, and that's Mitch. And he's not called in for quite a while. Mitch, how you doing this afternoon? I'm doing all right. How about yourself, Brad? Very well. Very good. Good. So, so, so yeah, give us I, your take. Give us your take. Okay, as far as the courts being weaponized, and, and of course, I was all for it, too, back then, but, of course, I was like a junior in high school. 
I, I think the weaponizing of the courts started with the whole uh, Monica Lewinsky thing. Uh, oh, yeah. And I, I, I look back now and I go, man, that, that juice is probably not worth the squeeze because I think that's then. Then you go to the Al Gore, uh, the election of 2000, and you got 500 votes that people are debating over. It goes all the way to the Supreme Court. And I think uh, I think it's it, it started back then. And, of course, that's where the polarization really um, took place, too, because, I mean, they were sure. so chapped that not only did we just – go through the Clinton-Lewinsky thing, but now they just lost votes put by 500. And I think it was on from there, and now we, we've been dealing it with it for uh, almost 30 years. And, yeah, so as far as the weaponization, I think I think that was probably, you know, Ken Starr and the like. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know Mitch, if the word weaponization is as good as polar, uh, a political politicalization and i think that's really what's happening is it everything about this election process has become politicized it's all right uh you know one party or the other we've got to have it there i when they talk about a bipartisan bill or something i don't know that there is any of that that goes on anymore no no i don't think any of these guys are drinking at the bar afterwards which is which is what we need you know I, obviously, you can see the result. I mean, oh, we're yeah. not able to. There's no traction, which, you know, at the same time, you know, in the shutdowns, you know, yeah. some people go, oh, good, government's out of the way. And yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely truth to that. Uh, but at the same time, there's still things that need to happen. There's a country running. It, it's moving along. Absolutely. <laughs> you are so right, Mitch, because we've got a country that's got to be run. We've got a budget that's got to be made. We've got funding that has to happen, and it isn't happening. And we don't know where it's going to end up in the long run. Thanks for bringing us no. back to some realization, Mitch. Uh, look, <laughs> yeah, we've got to take, I, I, we've got to take our— <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got to uh, we've got to take our Minnesota news break, folks, and then we'll come back and wrap up our number two. We already did that, did we? We took Minnesota news break. Yeah. Oh, seems to okay. me I kind of missed it as well, but uh, it's <laughs> what is going on here? I thought for sure we hadn't done that, but anyway, know, if you say we did, I'm going to go right along with you. Listen, what 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 he was just talking about, though, Mitch, is the polarization, the the politicalization. We're going to have the same thing, and I I warned you about it yesterday. We're going to have the same thing going on in the Minnesota legislature, which what go, goes back into session? Is it next week or the week after? I think Minnesota goes into session. We have seen that now with this uh, strange uh, group of people that have come forward to author a bill. The Sandy Feist feast out of uh, DFL or out of New Brighton, and then Senator Omar Fatah, the uh, DFL or out of Minneapolis, who are sponsoring legislation that will basically make Minnesota a um, a, a sanctuary state again. <clears throat> That's basically what this legislation is that they're trying to do. Uh, they they want to transform a piece of legislation <clears throat> that basically says there's a critical call to secure public safety <clears throat> for immigrant communities throughout the state. This is the chief author, Representative Sandy Feast, 
Remember, she's the one that authorized that wonderful piece of legislation that said that we need a minstrel uh, uh, products in all bathrooms in public schools, not just female bathrooms, because she says it's possible that not only females can menstruate, which is nonsense, but she's made that point and it got voted on last year. So I'm thinking that the legislation that she's trying to bring up here, Sandra Feast and Omar Fatah, <clears throat> that basically will make Minnesota a sanctuary state, is going to happen. You're going to see it happen, and then you will see Minnesota become the next New York or Chicago where we will have busloads of illegal immigrants transported down to Minneapolis, put on the system, put on the funding system for food and shelter and education and health care. <clears throat> and you think this state is broke now? Wait till that happens. And I, I'll give you the, the other side of the coin because uh, some of the respondents have come out uh, about this. For example, Representative Isaac Schultz <clears throat> said Joe Biden is failing America with this pinnacle disaster at the southern border, and our country is being inundated by people here illegally, including here in Minnesota. Our own government services are overrun. Our food shelves can't keep up. Minnesota citizens are struggling because of inflation and $10 billion in new tax spending just last year alone. The last thing we need is a sanctuary state law that puts the needs of people here illegally above the needs of our own citizens. And I have to say to you, Isaac Schultz, you are right on the money. Minnesota first is what we should be thinking about. Not how can we take a bunch of illegal immigrants that broke the laws coming here and give them more than we can even give to our own citizenry in this state. So, um, I don't know. You know, the other thing, I want to talk a little bit uh, about this um, drone attack that we had yesterday in uh, Iraq, Baghdad, Iraq. You know, one of our callers, uh, I think, uh, from up on the or up on the shore, hit it right on the head. Uh, Iraq and Iran were fighting long ago, long before we even got involved, and now all of a sudden. Iraq seems to be the nurturing home of of uh, terrorism. We seem to be springing up uh, terrorist groups in Iraq. Yesterday, a U.S. drone strike in East Baghdad killed Wassam Mohammed Sabira Al Said, the commander in charge of the of the Katabi Hezbollah operations in Syria. <clears throat> that was the group that killed three American servicemen in Syria. Anyway, we uh, we have to take a quick break here, and then we'll be back with more Sound Off 610 KDL.